floating around, and then as you regain gravity, it just comes <laughs> splattering down on you. You and get then, up there, and Jared had Taco Bell. Damn it, Jared! <laughs> well, well, then the, you the, were supposed to fast for thirty-six hours, Jared. <laughs> Welcome back to Eclipse on Tap, the podcast where we talk about eclipses of all kinds and space in general. Episode 48. 48. Nearing 50. 48. Back at the home, the home base, too, this month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back at the uh, Pub 39A. Yep. Pub 39A. Yep. Home sweet home. Home sweet home to David and uh, definitely home to a lot of great memorabilia, too. Space memorabilia. On the yep. walls of yep. this hallowed ground. And also uh, some new Space art. Memorabilia. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, F1. Yeah, I got some the walls. Got some old <laughs> F one art up there now. Yeah, that was sweet. Yeah, I noticed that. That was cool. Very nice. Pull I, there. I was like I was actually about to ask you if it was new because I didn't recognize it. But I do know you yeah. swap them around sometimes, right? I do. I swap around. Um, the museum yeah. is ever yeah. changing. I'm actually a, a stop um, <laughs> for the art prize. <laughs> the Lego Saturn V is a staple. Yeah, yeah that's that one. You have to go upstairs to my bedroom to see, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> VIP. That one's uh, yeah. That's a it's special on the headboard one. now. Yep. <laughs> now <laughs> it's on the headboard. Yeah, um, the, uh, the centerpiece. Yeah. But quickly, I've got a uh, a beer for us. Yeah, let's hear it. I've been looking forward to this one. I know you guys have too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Artwork is simplistic yet amazing. Good color combo. It's like a electric blue and purple. Ecliptic Brewing Cloud Core Hazy Eye or Hazy Pale Ale, which you speak in my language, Ecliptic. Uh, this easy drinking hazy pale ale features Talus, Nectaron, Triumph, and Eclipse hops. Citrusy, tropical, and juicy. Uh, weighing in at five and a half ABV. Perfect. Yeah. Crack it. Cloudcore Hazy Pale Ale from Ecliptic Brewing. Mind if I do. Ooh, yeah. That's a good one. Yep. Nice and frothy. So Ecliptic, um, we've got quite a few there's to share. Um, we've got three on tap today. Shout out to Colette Becker and John Harris Marketing and, uh, of course, the head brewer, respectively. For sending these three. Um, oh, 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 thank oh, you, guys. Oh, that's perfect. Look at that. It's like a commercial. State. Oh, just right. Just right. Sorry. It's like a commercial. Um, but no, yeah, huge shout out to them. They're always so generous with uh, with sharing their their new beers, um, this this being one of them. So let me, uh, hang on. I'm going to move mine. Yeah, sorry about that. Hang on. Take, it's not quite take, take the foam off and I'll, uh, I'll, keep, I'll top you off. Sorry, I was so excited to get to mine. I, I rushed your pour. No worries. No worries. Mm. Ain't no wrong with a little foam. Rushed his pool. Perfect. Yummy. Thank you. All right, cheers. Ecliptic Brewing. Cheers, Thank Ecliptic. You. Thank cheers. you. Cheers. Mmm, mmm. Ooh, like very it. good. I likey, likey, likey. Mm-hmm. That good. is good. It's very uh, drinkable. Almost yeah. too drinkable. Oh. Almost too drinkable. <laughs> it's yeah. It's got what I would call kind of the simplicity of a, a pale ale with that haziness, juiciness that you get 
you know, more with a hazy. Yeah, it may yeah. be. Um, and like to your point, it's more drinkable because it's not like an IPA where it's kind of heavy. Yeah, it's it's like it's very that, that crisp simplicity of a pale ale, but yeah. then you get all the yeah, not, good it's stuff. not too much, you know, yeah, just enough, just enough. And just at five and a half percent, it's just at the right ABV as well for um, this would be really good on the beach. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Or a ski slope. Beach beer. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's nice because it's hazy. We've talked before about how sometimes hazies go a little too far and they become chewy and almost tacky. Uh, it's so heavy, you know, pulpy. You can do one and then you're like, it was really good, yeah. but yeah. I'm done. Yeah. And they've and they that style has become so popular that they've just taken it to the, it's like anything, yeah. you know, bourbon barrel yeah. aged stout. Okay, now we're doing bourbon barrel aged with some whatever the hell you can possibly think of in it. Hazy's taking it to that level too. This is... Uh, so balanced perfect very nice yeah, yeah. clean crisp mm-hmm. clean is i that's one word yeah. you could apply to any of their beers yeah clean yeah crisp uh it actually reminds me kind of of that one that we had tonight that was it cosmic shatter from yeah. uh broadleaf Chrom- another- chromatic shatter oh, or is, chroma- there, is there a new one it's, no it's, it was it's chromatic chromatic it? yeah okay i think yeah it was, there are a few new I thought ones it was though. something that was space related they had like four Space related beers nice. on the menu. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't been there in too long, so I, I gotta go. But I had one pretty similar to this. Yeah, well, one of them I had was a, a sour. It was super sour, um, kind of like what we had the other weekend at Speciation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was like a golden sour, and it was um, man, it was it was called Space Queen. Oh, I've had that. I think yeah. I had that at Vivon actually. Have it, you? It's like a combo between the two of them. Oh yeah, so Space it, Queen. It's it was like, yeah, the Vim series beer. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was just like hit the lips. Wasn't expecting that. It's like a warhead. Yeah, pretty much. The other one I had was that red ale. Um, oh. We had it. We had it like over the winter last it's, winter, uh, spring. It's one of their OGs. Yeah. Oh shoot! What, extinct extinction. De extinction. De extinction. Yeah. That mm. one is good. Yeah. One. Of, I think it's probably my favorite one they do overall. I agree. That's. It's like all right. I got to experiment one. Then I just go to a staple that I just enjoy. Yeah. It's. It's. Uh, Broadleaf local beer in Kentwood, uh, Michigan, really close to us. When they first opened, before they did a pre-release or pre-opening um, party, essentially, and uh, samples of all their beers before it was going to release to the public. It was for their kind of mug clubs, pre-enrolls. And uh, David and Julia and I went, and that was one of their one of their original beer, even before they opened. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it is uh, stood the test of time, and I I kind of like how they they bring it they take it away for a little bit and then they bring it back mm-hmm. right it's, it's easier uh, yeah keeps you on your on your uh, edge of your keeps seat. you keeps you going back because you're like oh I gotta get it while it's there you know? yeah yeah it's really good on tap too it's great in cans but that one is like amazing on tap so shout out to Broadleaf too good beers yeah. all around um but yeah episode forty eight definitely I mean there's a lot of uh, uh, you know, interesting things coming up, Underground Man, namely yeah, um, yep. the Underground Man second annual. How many do we have registered now? I think eight. Nice. So, but six, of them, are, six of them are our team, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, but shout out to Steve Bromiel. I saw he mm-hmm. he registered. Yep. And then the other one is um, shout out to um, I, I actually have never met this individual, but he's I, I believe a fan of the podcast, uh, Mark Bryson. Um, he's a cyclist in the oh, area, yeah. gravel guy mostly. Okay. It seems like um, he signed up. He uh, is doing Barry 100 oh, okay. on Saturday, but he messaged... Mark. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you nuts. <laughs> Just wait. He's doing Barry on Saturday, the 100 miler. Whatever. They, what's it, what are they calling it? Uh, Epic or something? 
No, it's like the psycho killer or something. Psycho killer, yes. And then um, he had messaged me originally when we posted the date of October 2nd. With cancellations early in the year, we knew that the fall would be clogged up with races. Oh, it's, it's you're, like you're three gonna, races yeah. per day. You're going to conflict. Both days of the weekend. Yep. Yeah. Even like that Uncle John's gravel ride was the same day as the Yankee Springs, Lord, what do they call it, Lord of the Springs or whatever. You know, th- yeah. there's going to be clashes. So it's like, all right, just pick a date. You're going to conflict with something. Yeah. It happened to be one of the bigger races in the area, Barry Roubaix. Which it's is actually a, the world's largest gravel road race. It, it is. It's a, It's actually a really interesting race. It's, and something to, it's fun to spectate and ride. Um, but that is this day, the same day as us, and we. But we don't care. <laughs> Going head to head, no. baby. Yeah, we don't we, care. We, we just, don't back down. We just don't give a shit, you know. Yeah, and, and it's uh, Barry Roubaix. I would say is on the scale. I mean, you can take it really casually, but a lot of people, you know, race it pretty very competitively. It is, the, yeah. It's actually like a big prize purse race. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's yeah, it's like in the neighborhood of ten grand for mm-hmm. you know the men's and the women's fields. Oh yeah, yeah, and it it is. I mean it's kind of weird to think about it this way because we live near it in Michigan, but I think it's looked at the way we look at the races in Kansas and all those. Yeah. And you know, that's how they look at it from their, their lens. Yeah. Essentially. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, on their stop essentially. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, maybe not the top, it, top guys. It was Peter one Stettin of, on them. Oh, I, th- I think a lot of those guys are coming. Are they? Yeah. That's, um, that'd be cool. But it, it was one of the real first, um, gravel races before gravel racing became what it is today it basically dominates the cycling scene in the states Mm -hmm. um but barry started i want to say it was like 2009 or 10 so um this this is probably around the 11th or 12th because i mean you skipped last year but Mm -hmm. it's probably around the 11th or 12th edition so they've they've migrated from like when i first started doing it you went to it was one of the campgrounds right around Gun Lake or, or you know, Hastings there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I don't think it's Gun Lake, but you're on a lake. It's definitely not Gun Lake. Gun Lake's further west. But you're on a lake at this, like, uh, you know, kind of county park. And the first year, you know, we had, like, a couple hundred. Next year, 500, 700. And now it's up to, like, 3,500 yeah, or so. I mean, it, and they start it, finish it right in downtown Hastings. And I do want to, you know, I, I'm I'm sure some people that listen to it are doing this event. Um, that that city has embraced this race so mm-hmm. hard, like big time. They love having it. I mean, they put permanent road signs on the course, so mm-hmm. anybody can go down to Hastings mm-hmm. and ride Barry Rubé's course. Yep. I mean, they the the mayor is behind it. The whole city gets behind the event, and it's really cool. I mean. A town like Hastings is kind of like a farm town. Big time, yeah. And all of a sudden, you have 3,500 people coming in for a weekend, staying in your hotels, shopping in your stores, mm-hmm. eating in your restaurants. I mean, I got to think it has a big economic impact for them. It's got to be their biggest weekend yeah. of the year. Yeah. It probably yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I did it for the first time, I don't know, three years ago. Yeah. And it, yeah, it was... It reminded me of being at like an Iceman type deal. Mm-hmm. Like Definitely. What I yeah. in, in didn't really envision that at all. I mean, it, it seems like it's just getting bigger and bigger and more, um, you know, well-named guys and, and, and girls that are retiring from racing are starting to show up to those now. Like, it's it's kind of like world One of tour which guys. Is sitting at the table. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, it's... Uh, it's it it's kind of cool to see. I mean, it's it's almost like back in the day when we got into racing, it was all about being a, a pro road cyclist. And now, I feel like a lot of people are 
even the young guys around uh, locally are really interested in in pursuing the gravel stuff and um which is cool it's mm-hmm. a good it's a good switch it's, up to things you know it's cool the roads are so much more scenic i mean you get to places that you never typically go and um the reason i love it is it's safer mm-hmm. you know, i mean you can go out on a 30 mile gravel ride like when we were doing the dark side ride it was like 32 miles you might get passed by like three cars the whole time you're out there mm-hmm. versus going into you know concrete warfare definitely in the city yeah no it's a cool um a cool side of the sport and a cool event and maybe someday underground man will be like that too hey remember the first year we had like eight well second year we had 12 and then this year we have 18 waves of 48,000 people (laughs) in the underground (laughs) but you also have to remember like if we were on about the schedule last year barry had to move from the spring to the fall everything's migrated to the fall Mm-hmm. So we may have had this weekend, at, you know, to our own, if not for gosh damn Rona. Um, but as it is, we're, we're going to stick with a fall date. Yeah, it's, for sure. It's kind of fun to get out there when the leaves are starting to change color. and Oh, yeah, it's fun to ride through there right when the color burst. Yeah, yeah it's I mean, got to be and, and, a little early for that. but Yeah, it's getting there, though. Yeah. And, I mean, the, the definitely, you know, obviously the plan words, it was uh, last year, if you're not familiar, if, I guess we're talking about Underground Man, if you've never heard of it. Last year when Iceman was official, all these races were officially canceled. And uh, Iceman is the tail end of our season. It's a fun thing we all do. And it was canceled, so we said we need to come up with a alternative. And so the local trail that we ride a lot and help curate um, was the host of the trail. And we put it on, and it was just a few of us, mostly our team. But there was uh, some cool... I don't know. I think people thought it was cool, um, and it kind of became something clearly we wanted to continue. So yeah. it's a play on the words, underground man, ice man. So it has to be sometime like in that. It's kind of creepy one too, month. though, like the underground man. It is. Yeah. It's got because the and underground's kind of creepy. creepy trip. There, there are quite a few underground men. Yes. Down there, just you, yes. you actually have to watch out sometimes. When I was actually when you know the 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 logo is kind of just those black letters, but I it's I did it in black and orange because it was like it's always going to be probably in October, and. Um, Halloween kind of vibe, a little creepy trail, creepy name. And then when I was thinking this year when we were doing those promos, I wanted to like design like a, almost like a Yeti looking like Bigfoot type creature to be the underground man, but I didn't, yeah. I didn't have the artistic stuff. No, skills. didn't we talk about just having like a, the the logo would be just the dude in a poncho <laughs> yeah. with a tent or something like that? Yeah, yeah for sure. We yeah. could put uh, Clyde on it. He's like a yeah. fucking 15 oh, point yeah. buck now. Beautiful yeah. deer back there. That would be cool. But behind it would just be like yeah. antlers or something. Um, yeah, there's a lot of, it's this little landlocked area, landlocked by roads. City and locked. And city like, locked, yeah. yeah. So you get these deer populations in there. That it's That's one family for sure. Oh, yeah. You've got there's, maybe. There's a golf course and a couple of cemeteries nearby that they probably migrate around. Yep. But a little bit that's of gene their pool. safe haven. Definitely. And yeah, those, like all three of those bucks, I guarantee, are from the same. Like they're all related yeah um and they're freaking massive guys let's go here we won't get shot seriously that's i mean and as long <laughs> as the only shots i got to avoid are uh misplaced gang shots yeah. yeah yeah or cars of course because i mean but yeah. if those if those bucks um avoid getting hit by a car which it's you know it is a city so who knows but yeah. they will be massive Gun like speed clyde absolutely massive like may the wind be always at your back 
Because they're just eating acorns in there. And they yeah. can go. They, they're just loving it. Just, and they are not afraid of people. No. You come no. around the corner. Actually, Jeremiah yeah, said one jumped his front wheel like last week or something. But yeah. you come around the corner and Clyde's standing there. He's just like, the hell you want? He does yeah. not take off. No. Yeah, you got to stop. For he doesn't sure. give a shit. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So so that'll be coming up October 2nd. Um, we'll try to get this episode out before it so that you know maybe somebody listens to it and then wants to, to join. Tune into um, your local channel listings. and uh, Yeah, exactly. We should be on the local TV. Yep. NBC Sports. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Red but, Bull Television. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I, I do think if Barry wasn't, if like if you said, you know, like you said, if we had our own weekend, um, there would be a lot of people coming to this. Yeah, I think there would like not a not a crazy amount that's unmanageable, but I think that we. Uh, oh, I think you get like the local crowd that mm-hmm. we ride with at Gradden would come out. Yeah, you might have like twenty five or thirty people. Yeah, which would be really cool. This which, year, I'm still expecting like fifteen, maybe fifteen at most. I bet, I bet, like a lot of people haven't even seen the post about, um, you know, putting your name in there. So there might be yeah. guys that just show up and didn't even know about that. Definitely. You know, so yeah, then and, and people that you know. I think Barry's sold out, I'm pretty sure. So if you're on the waiting list and you're looking for something to do that day, yeah. come over to the underground. Yeah, ride definitely. Fifteen laps. Yep. We've got the, the central yep. area, lap counter. No timing, but a lap counter. That that's as official Honor as we system, get. Honor system too. Yep. Honor system, definitely, in case the lap doesn't switch over. Uh, <laughs> the race chaser does a good job of keeping track of everyone's laps. But um but yeah, it's gonna be fun. And actually I got on we got on the tangent about Barry, but this Mark Bryson guy He's doing the Barry Psycho Killer on on Saturday, and then on Sunday he messaged me way back when, uh, when we first posted it, and asked like, "Oh man, bummer! Like it's on Barry Day, whatever." And we had a few people reach out. And it's yeah. like, Sorry, I mean that Rob did. Yeah. He's like, yeah. dude, you know that's Barry. Like yeah. actually, that's underground, man. Barry is borrowing or hijacking our dates. <laughs> yeah, Robert. It's uh yeah a few people reached out but we were committed to the date it was what worked out best for us and our in our group of friends so um he he's like okay no worries and then he messaged me today and he said he's he's decided to do it on Sunday after the <laughs> after the cycle he's kill. gonna do it the day after we do it no he's yeah yeah he's gonna well do we it should on, go out there and cheer him on and drink some he, beers. yeah he's he he's uh what's the big race series they do in Colorado is like Led not Leadville. It's like a series of three really tough mountain bike races. I don't know. Uh, Isn't it Leadville? Or well, something? Or Led, Leadville is one of the three. Yeah, I don't know what the series the is series. called, though. But, you, you know, it's like Leadville, and then there's one other 100-mile yeah. like crazy yeah. race. So uh, he's like, it'll be my little version of that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the we'll be out there. 100 miles uh, on the gravel bike one day, and then thirty some thir- around 30 miles on the mountain bike the next. Somebody That's... has to be out there to score him because if we can't just take his word for it, no. then we no. 15 laps. We, we're going to need a GPS file, and we will be out there with the lap counter. So, Mark, if you're listening, um, we'll be there. Yep. Let us know what time you plan on. Well, we do have family, I think, coming. I think, uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, the, the Kemp family will be coming. Yeah, we'll have uh, some spectators out. this yep. year. All right. It's going to be a lot of time, and uh, it's well worth the amount of time we've been talking about it because it's coming up so soon. So um, hopefully, maybe, possibly, doubtful, but maybe have our long sleeve jerseys for that. Yeah, that would be. Depends on the weather. I don't know if we'll need them, but. um, Yeah, but if it was like yesterday, yeah, or when we on Wednesday it was cold. Yeah, yeah, it'd be perfect for a day like that. Today was warm, but. Yeah. But yeah, that would be awesome if we get the pink long sleeves in. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll see. 
And then uh, in other news, Nathan, you got to talk about your cottage. Yeah, the ink is still drying, uh, but we went up, uh, well, my wife Lindsay and I have gone up Torch Lake area a, a, f- a number of years now. Uh, a friend of hers has, their family has a cabin on the lake, and then for my birthday, for my 40th, we all went up to Intermediate Lake, which kind of runs parallel to um, Torch Lake, and rented a place there. It was awesome. Rode glacial hills every day, and um, we kind of been in the market for a like a cabin type place. And the realtor that we were working with, we've looked at a few, offered on one, and he was like, after the last visit, he's like, "Hey, well, you know, just so you know, I am going to be putting mine up on the market soon." Um, and called me last week. He's like, "Hey." It's getting ready to go on the market. I'm going to give you first opportunity at it because, you know, you've been working with me. and That's awesome. Uh, yeah, which is awesome, especially in this market, you know, because you just mm-hmm. bought a house. Like, you don't yep. want to get into a bidding war with 15 people. So, yeah. yeah, he gave me first shot at it. Race Chaser and I went up yesterday, saw it. It's beautiful. Plenty of room for, for the whole Eclipse on Tap crew. Oh, yeah. And uh, we'll probably be doing our training camps out of there from this well, point yeah, forward. Glacial I would Hills training yeah. camp. Go over to Glacial Hills or get on the road bikes, go around Torch Lake. That's like a 50-miler. Mm-hmm. So, yep. yeah. It's awesome. Congratulations. It's it's going to be uh, awesome for, for your family. It's yeah. going to be really cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, something that the kids can grow up and be like, that, like that's a part of their childhood, you know? Yeah. You know, I talked with uh, Casey McGovern because, you know, Matt and I um, borrowed Casey's uh, chalet up at Nubs Knob this past winter for a kind of a long weekend type trip kind of talk with him about it and he's like dude you won't regret it it's it's great it's you know it's and for me it's you know i told you guys it's kind of a legacy property like something that you can hand off to your kids and you can enjoy with their kids and that kind of thing Yep. In the meantime, Eclipse on Tap's gonna party like hell in it. <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> I yeah. sent it to I sent it to Zach and Luke and Luke. Uh, I sent the the videos that I sent you guys mm-hmm. when we were touring it, and Luke's like, "I'm just gonna bring a funnel and a tube to do a beer bong from the balcony down to the kitchen." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this would be a perfect spot yeah. to do it, or yeah. from the top of the deck down to the, the bottom. Down. Yeah. yeah, make a big big uh, a big one out there. You go off, off the balcony through the living room, off the deck to the front yard. That would be awesome. Beer bong. We're going to need like 60 feet of tubing. Go up to the Home Depot. Yep. You get a funnel and a 60-foot piece of tube. They know what you're doing. <laughs> you, you can have some fun. They know what you're doing. You're checking yep. out. They're like, yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> we had one of those stories in college where we went to like a, you know, Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever. Like, you know, tell them what we needed. We needed a funnel. We needed tubing. We needed like a um, bracket. Bracket. Yeah. And he's like, beer bong, huh, guys? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah the, that's right. All the Home Depots in any college town are are stocking their funnels. Yeah, it's going to be some of that. But that's awesome. Um, fantastic news for sure. And um, kind of transition into space news. We had a huge month with Inspiration Four. Yeah, was the SpaceX launch with the uh, first all civilian launch. And I just pulled up the article just because I couldn't remember their names. Jared Isaacman, C. N. Proctor, Haley. Acre, Acre New, Christopher Sembrowski, Kaylee Akernu, Akernu. She was the, uh, uh, she's a physician, bone cancer survivor, and commercial now 
now commercial astronaut that has oh, been really? added to her title. Um, Dang. Yeah, so pretty pretty cool. First all-civilian launch, uh, it was in a SpaceX Falcon 9 and had a Dragon capsule atop with a very cool uh, feature because they weren't docking with anything. Normally, that Dragon 9 opens at the top, and that's all the rendezvous equipment, equipment yeah. essentially. You know, it's lasering in. It's kind of getting close to the ISS. connects via that. No need for that on this one. So they, they put in, um, sp- inspired by what's on the ISS, that cupola, that dome, really thick glass dome. Hell so yeah. it just opens up and it's just this, you can put your head up there like a groundhog. You imagine that? Yeah. Crazy. Like, yeah. A, like a 360 view of nothing but deep space. And it's it's literally like those, um, you know, when you're a kid, you go to the yeah. zoo and then you go into the, what are those things called? Meerkats like, or those well, ones in it? Yeah, like the, the exhibits. I was going to oh, yeah. say like yeah, yeah. the things that like McDonald's that kids go through. And oh, yeah. It's the same kind of deal with it. Yeah, you know. Exactly. So and it, it was big. Like, it was pretty high domed. It wasn't just like a piece of glass that you could kind of like a big piece of glass. It was pretty domed. So there's photos of uh, each of these astronauts. There was a camera mounted on the outside. So they just have, it's just like their whole head is stuck up out of the air or out of the spacecraft and they take a, take a photo. We were joking that like that person, if they're, if they're single, has to make that their dating oh, hell yeah. profile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're just, just your head yeah. in space. Yeah, yeah, I'm on Tinder. Oh, I'm yeah. on Bumble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That pretty. Cool. There was a couple of really cool, really cool photos. Um, yeah, that came out of that just from a, like a, a wide angle and the. I mean, they and they were pretty high up too. They were higher than the highest thing that had humans in it. Like, yeah, that's since going to the moon. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, they were they were had a great view. I mean, that was pretty cool to see. Definitely. The one thing I was always thinking about though, being in a capsule with four other people that that would i mean that was how long four days that they were up there yeah that's so. one big diaper that's gonna be <laughs> stanky and actually so they they um deorbited totally fine you know parachuted down into the atlantic ocean everything was great completely successful mission but elon in the news this week came out and said of oh, kind of the things they want to work on for future civilian flights like that and one of them was the was the toilet issues Ah, uh, that was one of the things he said to the public. Like, yeah. So that, basically, what he was saying in code was that the toilet didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, who knows? There's poop floating around. <laughs> that would have been like we we get all the way up here and the fucking toilet doesn't work. Yeah. And you're like, shit. There's there's poop and, floating around and then as you regain g- gravity, it just comes <laughs> splattering down on you. You and get then, up there and Jared had Taco Bell. Damn it, Jared. <laughs> well, well, then the, you the, were supposed to fast for 36 hours, Jared. <laughs> You, you just up, could you not get, resist the cheesy gordita crunch. Uh, Damn it, Jared. You get up there, the toilet doesn't flush, and then you look around and like, no one brought any plastic bags. <laughs> <laughs> then what do you do? Then what do you do? Oh, man. Oh, you're, man. you're up shit, shit creek is what you do. Yeah. So where that, you are. That was one of the, uh, you know, one of the reviews from the from the patrons that took the flight. Well, yeah. not the greatest toilet. So, so this was the, it's kind of mind-blowing that the first civilian launch happened to be, other than the Apollo astronauts, the furthest from Earth that uh, humans have gone in space. Yeah. Higher than the yeah. ISS, than the Hubble Space Telescope. Insane. Yeah. yeah, that, I don't know, I'm blown away by that. You know, you you think about all the missions we do, and, and we haven't had one that's gone that far from Earth. I don't know. It just surprises yeah. me. It, well, they haven't really had a reason to with the... St- Space station and all that kind of stuff. I mean, no, but I guess I think yeah. of the space station as being, 
I know it's in close orbit, but I think of it, you know, when you compare it to like what we talked about with the Bezos and um, Branson launches, Mm -hmm. like how low those really were compared to the ISS. I don't know. I, I guess I just think of the ISS as being that much further out, but the fact they went beyond it. Yeah. It's, it's, and I think quite a bit beyond it. Um, to the point where those views from that Capola dome, um, can you see the whole earth? Pretty much. Like, can you like pretty close? I mean, cause you know, you look at views of the ISS and there's, I mean, the ISS is obviously very high, um, up above the earth surface and in a deep orbit, but there's like sometimes where the camera is, you know, they're taking those time lapses and it almost kind of, I mean, you're still in space, but you can, there's not a ton of curvature to the earth. It's kind of cool though. It's like just, you know, paving the horizon. Yeah. Yeah. This one, the, the curvature was much more aggressive and, um, pretty cool. There was that 360 camera where the one guy went up into the dome and he just spun around or he, I don't, he didn't even spin around. It's a 360 camera and they just spun the the view around and it was like remarkable, just absolutely crazy. I can't imagine. Yeah. So that was a very successful mission. Um, and then you mentioned Bezos and um, Branson. <laughs> I want to talk about this because this is something that came, kind of came out um, in la- since the last episode. We were, you know, very high, highly praising the Branson mission. Right. And it, I still highly praise the idea for sure. But one thing that was worth mentioning was that um, there was a, a bit of an issue with that launch that they did. Um where there was a light that came on, letting them know they deviated from their path, but they kept going, right? So that that's that was an issue, yeah. And um, they sold a bunch of their, a, like a lot, like a ton of their stock, and then they told the public. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. yeah, I mean that's yeah. a little shady. A couple yeah. million shares or something. A like lot that, of right? shares, yeah, like five million shares, something yeah. stupid. Um, yeah. And, uh, so there's been some backlash on that. So it's just kind of a funny, cause last time we were t- like, oh yeah, that was amazing. And then, but at the same, you know, there's two sides to the coin. Yeah. Is it really fault? I don't know. I don't know where you draw the line with that, with the shareholders, but then some people were like, well, it's his company. You know, and it whatever. was a, su- yeah. it was a successful mission. Right. It's not yeah. like, not so, like you. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it wasn't like it, it was critical error where no. like people's lives were in jeopardy. Not at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it could have been. Could have been. Could have been people like, on gr- ground, well, maybe. If it, <laughs> they might have come in too shallow and skimmed off the atmosphere. But yeah. uh, we don't know. That's true. Well, we don't know. And also, I don't understand why he had to tell the public. Um, I, mean, I think just because it's a publicly traded company, um, that stuff, if it's... It, he probably... I mean, if he didn't have to, it would have been illegal um, because they have to talk about... They probably had conditions in that launch with the FAA and everything where they had to provide reports. Oh, yeah. So I mean, I it's uncharted territory as far a as little like bit, the FAA yeah. goes. For sure. Because you know. it's a plane, literally just a plane taking it up most of the way. So yeah. there's, it's a mix. It's, a, it's an interesting hybrid between a normal rocket launching from a pad and a plane. Yeah, and it's like if the FAA is the one that, that monitors this, they've never had anything in that... It, range Mm -hmm. like you know you've got all these commercial flights across the planet that are all basically the same type flights this is just something at a different different, trajectory totally Mm -hmm. that's you know still in air traffic technically yeah yeah when it's coming down for sure yeah like i mean yeah so so it was an interesting uh there was kind of two camps on that i think the majority of people were like oh wow that's a little shady you know he didn't tell anybody. Sold a bus. He made a sold off a bunch of company. Kind of saying like, yeah, 
and then tells everybody. Um, so there was that camp, but then there was also the people like Nathan said too, that were just like, well, it's his company. Yeah, whatever. He provided the reports mm-hmm. and he does what he wants, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that was some interesting news. Definitely. But uh, I know my ecliptic is dry. I'm dry. I'm out. So we've got two more. Maybe what we'll do is take a break and crack the second one during the break. And then uh, as we're kind of finishing up, we'll introduce it. And then we'll introduce the third. That'd Sounds be a good yummy. combo. Yummy. One ecliptic beer for the first half break and second half. Can't beat it. We'll see you soon. Cheers. 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 back from the break episode 48 we are um about halfway through the next ecliptic beer i feel pretty good i had a uh, underberg oh during the break gotta talk about underberg yeah i feel like we've shouted it out yeah we definitely did if you're yeah if your tummy's a little upset or uh mm-hmm. you know you, you've had a couple beers and you want to you know cleanse yourself a little bit it's a good way to cleanse it's an excellent way to Great cleanse. way oh, german man. uh german bitter that um, is actually classified as a medicine, but it's also 44% ABV. So it's a shot, essentially. But You know, I always feel better if I have a cold. I mean, I, any excuse to drink a little whiskey before bed. But, like, honestly, it does clear you up. Yeah. And and the, the Unzebeg actually does... <laughs> It it does soothe like your your stomach. Oh, if, definitely. Like after a big meal, you take an Underberg. You're like, Oof. yeah. How many tops do we have to save to get the keychain? I don't know. So you can save the tops and get prizes, but it's stupid. It's like 500 tops for a yeah, keychain, and yeah, then, for like one coaster, yeah, or one koozie, yeah. And then it's crazy. <laughs> there are some really cool ones. Like eight cost them like 18 cents. You yeah. could literally buy one and uh, and and spend less money on Underberg. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, definitely. But yeah, they do they do have like an insane amount of prizes. You know, most places like if you're collecting Mountain Dew caps, you can get like three things: a hat, a shirt, or a free case of Mountain Dew. <laughs> whatever you want your own mountain um, dew machine yeah something crazy right but it's it's uh there's maybe five prizes these there's got to be at least 30 they have like flatware and they have underberg flatware yep and then they have like these special types of like it almost looks like a little fluted champagne type glass but it's specifically designed for drinking underberg they, out of. the thing that i want to get is the it's like a literally a, a belt a leather belt holder that holds underberg yeah like bullet belt that yeah. would come in handy yeah, yeah you have that no like, security i'm not carrying anything <laughs> these are suspenders to hold my pants up <laughs> this is actually medicine sir it would be so much fun like at a party uh if you like coasted people over and you had like a nice meal and everyone was having a good time then you just whip the belt out you're like here's the underbergs <laughs> underberg doesn't ever get mixed with any, anything does it does it? most often actually it does so oh. so like uh if you're making What's the what's the drink that requires bitters? An old fashioned, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think so. You know, a couple spritzes of a bitter. Yeah. That's why when you open the Underberg, if you try to take a shot, try to drink it all out of the bottle, it's like yeah, percolating, tiny, yeah, percolating through. Because um, a lot of drinks call for it just as a splash. 
Oh. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, we just drink all of it on its own. Yeah. Because a lot of people do that it, too. It kind of yeah. has like a Jägermeister type Definitely. taste to it. Yeah. The star anise in it, that black yeah. licorice flavor uh, is really strong. But that that's the one of the herbs in it, the, this herbal medicine, essentially what it is. And it really does soothe your stomach. <laughs> so mix it with a Red Bull. It's very, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it mix it with a Mountain Dew. Yeah, you know? maybe I don't know. Maybe Jägermeister's history back in the day—that's maybe was it was used for. There's a, a type of pop on the East Coast called Moxie, after my dog. Yeah. Um, but it's it's it was called Moxie back in the day, like in the early 1900s, and it, it's a it's soda. You know, it's sweet, but it's made with star anise. It's almost like root beer, but that a little bit more of that flavor, like black licorice root beer. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's um like I'm not a black licorice guy. Like I don't pick out black licorice if mm. I'm rarely buying licorice or like black je- like black jelly yeah, every beans. week when you go to the liquor store <laughs> yeah black jelly beans I, it's thing. like that's not the one that i go for but i do enjoy like an underberg or a jägermeister like yeah. that like in a drink it. it's a little yeah. bit different yeah, yeah. I, I try not to leave the house without it you know it's you can you can it's put it in your pocket you can you know throw throw a few in the dash and uh, yep. I think really what we should do is we should have an Underberg lap at the Underground Man. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that the is, Underberg Prime. Yeah, the oh. Underberg Prime. Where or, everybody has to do one yeah. and then do a lap. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a fantastic idea, David. That yeah. is Underberg at the Underground Man. And we'll oh, have a video. It, it, it has to happen. Underberg at the Underground and Man. And then next year we'll get Underberg as a title sponsor. Yeah. And we'll be good. Big we'll call up, it the yeah. Underberg blow Man. Up, start, finish <laughs> we'll change line the name. We had to for yeah. legal reasons. I have reason. it. I have it. Presented by Mountain Dew because the winner gets to spray a Mountain Dew over the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> the blow up finish line is two Underberg bottles oh, on yeah. either side. Mm-hmm. I'm Start feeling it. finish of the underground, man. I'm feeling it. Underberg presented by Unzebeg. Unzebeg. And, and they we, bring out like all these people. Like it's like a Oktoberfest style. You know, everyone's in their lederhosen cheering us on. <laughs> and on the podium, you give them a bottle of Underberg. They have to like shake it and spray it around. <laughs> Emrys t- ends up being like the model for them. So yeah. they just have this kid in these Dutch clogs with blonde hair and like, oh, lederhosen. Man. Yeah. He'll yeah. Be, and he'll just be holding a bunch of, he'll be the, the all over the billboards <clears throat> of uh, Grand Rapids. That's right. If yeah. you it like, and what's fun about this is, uh, you know, if it if it ever did become bigger to to the point where it needed to be organized, as in like you're gonna have to shut down Alger Road because you're gonna go I, in. I don't know how we would get that many people on that trail. I don't know either, property. but there's there's a way to do it where you could maybe I don't know if you closed off a couple of roads, you could go over to Kenishaw, you could spread it out a little bit, and then yeah. the main lap would still be. I don't know, it'd be difficult, but. That's something where I think if you proposed it the right way, the city like would be maybe interested well, in it. Well, what do what do what do uh, railroad? <laughs> we might technically need, the underground doesn't exist. Yeah, it we, does we, not exist. Either I mean, there's two options, or there's yeah, there's two other options. If we get that many people to show up and have that many people on the trail, which is not it's not doable, not conducive. We build, we start building down into the ground, or we build up. So it could be underground, man. Yeah. So those are the two options. We 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 have to get a tunneling company. Get the uh, the boring we tunnel, company, or we uh-huh. uh, we build up to make it more like uh, you know the uh, the Lost Boys or the Rufio Rufio Hut. Yeah, all these wood like yeah. you know you open the uh, T- tunneling in there might be a little <laughs> precautious. Yeah, be, you might find a few things hidden in the ground there. You might solve a few crimes. Let's say that. 
<laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, you might uncover a few crimes, but you might not solve them. You most yeah. likely not won't solve them. But it's like the cold case files, yeah. maybe, potentially. We don't know. You, you do have to be careful because you might, you will, I know for a fact, run into a needle. You will. So th- that's one. the uh, that's part of the allure to underground man. There's a charismatic nature to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's character building. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, it's it's fun to think about it, but I like it the way it is. I like it being like this little small local should, thing among friends. We, we yeah. should do steins for the the finishers that say "Don't get mugged." Yeah, <laughs> you survived. Underground man three. You don't survived. Get mugged. We could you play your a, mug. We we could do a uh, like a I don't know prize of some kind for some like stupid. Like you have to do something stupid to get the prize. Yeah, you didn't win because there's no winner really. But, but we yeah. could do like a, an ecliptic order and get a couple mm-hmm. little ecliptic you know get some stickers or some koozies or some keychains and an ecliptic care package yeah a six pack in so there you, you win like a hat oh. or you win you know yeah that's a good idea like Could a little box you're full of good ideas yeah um the a box with a six pack a t-shirt a hat a sticker we could totally do that um and we should I'll, maybe i'll have i'll send an email out on monday or and See if plus I could, we, um, we still have stickers too. Yeah, and we could, I'm, yeah. I have no problem buying it, but I don't. You can't buy the beer, but they we we could get it. So we could make it happen, um, and that would be a great like door prize essentially. Um, but what would the person have to do? Who wins that? Yeah, what's that, the, that's what's the good, incentive? That's a good mm. question because there are some unique challenges in the underground. So maybe we we say okay, um, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's a section that we could do a competition through a, a different section that we have. Yeah. Something like there that. Or something yeah. like that. Like say, I don't know, fastest, I don't know. You can't really do fastest time. You can't, no. you know, you could do that it. That takes like, away from the, the, yeah. the fact that it's underground. We won't be going untimed. that fast. Yeah. And, and you couldn't necessarily, yeah, every, we do have some beers. We have some this year underbergs and you have some whiskey, but you couldn't make the incentive on that. Cause then we'd all just be drunk. Yes. Um, and that would be, that'd be bad. But if you could do it like, I don't know. Um, not yeah, obviously we we want feel, people to I look good. I feel like good. it has to involve a real like challenge to the the mystery of the underground. Like you have to uh, go in one of the tents or something yeah, like or that, or you have to crawl in the tunnel, or you have to like spend the night there. <laughs> it could be. Here's a good one. Yeah, you no, have to spend the night there that night. What about this? It's like a scavenger hunt. No glass allowed because we don't want anyone getting cut. But bring your item of choice that you found in the underground and the judges will judge <laughs> your dad your dad julia Lindsay. everybody will judge no that's oh, too hard i got it i got it. people will bring back a needle no i got it so <laughs> along the route we hide something and if somebody I, that's what if i was somebody thinking. finds yeah. some yeah if, somebody if you find like it. the golden ticket then you yeah. get then you get the, the prize and the it's like prize underberg ecliptic yeah in a good spot to have it because let's just say that the three of us are are in on it we know where it's hidden maybe an eclipse on tap hoodie who knows who knows the the idea i'm thinking for a spot to hide it and you could like tack it on a tree yeah um the first person to see it and, and let the judges and know because then there's incentive to be kind of at, not at the front racing for it well, no, but no 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 the first lap maybe i no. say if you get it you don't tell anybody because people keep looking for it the rest of the race good call so you actually take maybe it's like a little ticket you, that you ticket, can rip down yeah and you, you throw it in your pocket yep and then at the end of the race, everybody's been looking for it, but you have it. 
Yep, in a good spot for it. I won't say it on air because that would defeat the purpose. No, but tell I, me. I can't tell think. Me. Isn't that tell a lot me. like nobody's movie? listening? Tell is it, me. Isn't like it, this? We're basically describing like the Hunger, Hunger Games or something like that, like <laughs> or or like uh, or or, or uh, what the the TV show Survivor? Like yeah. they they found like the the treasure yeah. Yeah. and they're not. I got the immunity idol. Up. I'm safe it's for another the, week. We'll call it the immunity idol, and yeah. you. You uh you get this you get a hat or you whatever prize. Yeah. We should do it where it's like something stupid, like an action figure or something hanging by a little string that you could just rip down really easily. But something that would be the underground man. And then the prize like you found the underground man. <laughs> well, we'll, a Sasquatch. We'll, yeah, we'll put a, a decoy Sasquatch. prize out there too. And if you if you think <laughs> the decoy prize is the real prize or the real the real treasure, and you bring it in, if you get the decoy, you get a used chamois. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, and it's uh, yeah, two two different action figures. And, and I'd like to present my immunity idol. Uh, I'm sorry, that's a uh, fake idol. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you fell for it. You fell. For, you you did not uh, pick the correct underground man. No, that'd be fun. We'll we'll definitely do that. We'll go out there when we're uh, when we're prepping the trail, giving it a final leaf clearing and and yeah. uh, all that. We'll we'll put some we'll stuff. Do, out we'll there. have to do that basically. Uh, towards the end of next week, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe Friday evening or something. Like what we're this time from like six to seven or whatever, um, go set it up, and then um, yeah, I mean it's it's gonna be cool, it's gonna be a good time. Faux show, October second. I can't believe that it's already here. Yeah, it's like uh, yeah. it's like Christmas. What did yeah. Dad text us earlier that it was like uh, it was the oh. equinox on the equator? Yep. He. Oh uh, yeah. We could do a honestly. This is something we haven't done in a while. Phone a friend. We could phone in. Yeah, he's home. The race this chaser. Week. Yeah, he is. Yep, he is there. Um, That's a segment segment we haven't done in a while. We or we could just do like Schumann or somebody random. Schumann would be funny. <laughs> ask him about the uh, the Tesla. Oh yeah, we could. Did ask you know him that, David? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, it's freaking yeah. sweet. And yeah. we need to crack the other beer. Yeah, we should do. We do. do. Should we phone a friend to Jeremiah? Try about it. About the Tesla? Yeah, he probably won't answer, but. Yeah. Did, did yeah. you see Elon's getting divorced? Oh, Is he really? Grimes. That, yeah, I saw that. The artist. Yeah. Musical uh, artist. They just had a kid together not long ago. Yeah. What's his name? Like it's, Drew, but it's spelled like X, Y, like Z. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. It's like or Kyle. Ash or something. Yeah. Or something weird. And then it's spelled in some way that's not human that's like a alien name yeah code name yeah it's an android um do we want to do that we want to phone in yeah let's introduce this beer crack it and then uh go ahead all right well we have what's how do you pineapple is it ghost ghost so we have ghost we have ourselves a pineapple ghost it's a uh, ale brewed with pineapple, coriander, mm-hmm. and salt. Ooh, pretty simple. Yeah, uh, it's a cosmic collaboration with Ecliptic and Stoop Brewing. So, um, what's we're, the ABV? Four four point eight percent. Does it say where Stoop is? Um, let me see here. That's only four point eight. So Seattle, Washington. Oh. Yep, Seattle. Okay. Super uh, opened in 2013 by husband and wife team okay. Brad and Laura. The, well, the, here's the actual description. Uh, brewed with our friends at Stoop Brewing, this wheat-based German-style ghost 
was concocted with coriander and salt. We dry hopped it with sabro and El Dorado hops finished with loads of pineapple. El Sabro. Dorado. <laughs> El Dorado. Sabro. Not El Dorado. El yeah. Dorado. El. That's, <laughs> I haven't taken Spanish class in a while, folks. But um, pretty cool. And the so the, just to give you uh, y'all a, a, a glimpse of what it actually looks like on the can, it's two astronauts holding beers, and their heads are pineapples. Having toast, too. Having yeah. a toast. Having, Having a toasting. spaced toast. Yet another in their cosmic collaboration series. This is their yeah, they're kind of their new special beer. Um, and most of these have been really good. Crack it. So it's gonna be sour. It's been a while since I've had a sour from Ecliptic. Um we had that one that he remember he was talking about the one where they did like the hand pitting of the nectarines. Did we do that the time that we interviewed John, or was it the <laughs> one after? Um no, the one, when we sampled the ecliptic one that was sour, that was... Uh, or that was before. That was before. That yeah. was like maybe yeah. episode 42 or 40. Yeah. So it was earlier. Um, and then they, I think they have a, a sour on tap all the time called Karina, a peach sour. So yeah, cheers to ecliptic and what cheers. is it, Stoop? Oh my Lord, that is delicious. Stoop yeah. Brewing, cheers to them. That is yep. my jam right there. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Oh yeah, not too sour. That is really good. Oh, I love that. Very good. Very authentic pineapple very, flavor, yeah, very, too. Very good pineapple flavor. And you, you do taste the salt, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's, it right like balances it out yeah. for sure. Am I? Did I say that right? Is, is it uh, uh, El cor- Coriander? Dorado? Yeah, Coriander. Okay. Concocted. That's concocted with. Yeah, yeah that it's um, the, the ghost style is that in Germany, it's wheat beer with coriander and salt that's been soured. Okay. So it's that's like the and then people add things like in this case they added pineapple to it and they did a fantastic job. Yeah, man, that's good. Uh, yep. And then they uh, that might con- be my favorite one tonight. Consumption mm-hmm. of alcohol beverages impairs your ability to drive or <laughs> operate a machinery. Okay. Or host a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Please be advised. So yeah, the um, we're talking Elon, of course, SpaceX with Inspiration Four. Our friend Jeremiah, Jeremiah and his wife, Shay, just bought a new Tesla Model Y. She's working for Tesla. And she's working for Tesla at the new service center here in Grand Rapids. Pretty cool. I like driving by it. Yeah. yeah. It's um, an, a very cool looking, it looks like a car dealership, but I think it's just the service center for right now. Yeah. Maybe there's plans for it to be once, I think there's legislation involved with Michigan being able to sell the cars because okay. they had to go down to Ohio to buy it. But yeah, we could phone him, see if he answers ask him about jeremiah it. i thought they actually had him there to, to buy then no Hello, jeremiah are you awake give jeremiah. him a give him a shout give him a call give him a call shout. Him. make yeah. sure the ringer is on the uh well, on the mic we gotta hear about the technology involved in a tesla i did yeah i want to hear about it all right i got on, to drive it it's you did freaking sweet i uh i was amazed by the acceleration oh yeah it's a spaceship on the ground yeah he said you know because it's got like that what do they call it? Kinetic braking or whatever, where you lift off. Oh, yeah, off. regenerative. Regenerative. Oh, here we go. Right, here we go. Together. Come on, answer. Come on. Get some. Get some. Answer, answer, answer. He's not going to answer. No. No, because it's me calling. We should just all start calling him. 
What is voice? What does this voicemail sound like? Hello, this is Jeremy. Hello, you reached Jeremy. I think he says. Hello, you reached Jeremy. <laughs> please leave me a voicemail and I'll call you back as soon as I can. Thank you. Jeremiah, phone, please record your message. Oh. Yeah. When you finish uh, recording, you may hang up. We can record or a message. One for more options. Hello, Jeremiah. This is D. Will. Uh, we're calling you from the uh, the podcast here and uh, live on episode forty eight. Episode forty eight. You're live. You're live, and uh, you didn't answer. Breaking my balls, Jeremiah. We wanted to hear about your Tesla. Damn it. Well, well. Sayonara. We'll, uh, we'll talk talk to you later. You uh, have yourself a good evening. Smell you later. It is cool though. It's a nice nice looking vehicle. Uh, and very it's space so age. simplistic inside. Oh yeah. So simplistic. I mean, there's, like, th- there's nothing to it other than that screen. Mm-hmm. No dash. I mean, there's a dash, but there's no like no any, gauges or anything. no I gauge mean. or anything yeah. like that. No yeah. knobs. Nothing. And I, it's great. Like when you sit down in it in the driver's seat, or when you when you, like if you put it in park, it, it pulls the, your seat down and the steering wheel away from you as like a you know give give you easier yeah. access out. And it's like a it's like a spaceship. Like, it is. It's like Star Trek. You know, when the thing comes right to you, or Star Wars, which either. just makes you wonder about what spacex you know what it, what it's like to fly on that if you would if you could take somebody from you know the early gemini apollo generation and then put them in a spacex you know rocket like you know i can't imagine what they would tell you what the difference is oh my gosh i mean yeah yeah i mean shit the the i mean our phones have more power than than the lem had at the time, you know, yeah, computing power and all that. I mean, that's it's just crazy to think about. They just the they'd probably think, holy shit, you know. I mean, the half these things. I mean, with the inspiration for, I mean, that thing drove itself. I mean, yeah. it's just kind of it's a just a totally different ball game. I mean, yeah, you still have to have like the the pilot on board to like guide it when something goes wrong. But the the crazy thing is that it's 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 no longer the pilot that is the one guiding it it's engineers that are like writing the mm-hmm. program the course that it's on yeah and, you know you, you think of somebody flying an aircraft oh the pilot does it actually at this point it's really engineers that do it yeah and, and physicists and you know whoever else is involved with it like the pilot is there in the event that something goes haywire they can correct it but really it's all done on the ground um by via computers a lot of autopilot yeah. in the planes yeah and and that's what you can get away you, know, you can do a all civilian flight you know because exactly as you're describing it's it's going by itself you're not worrying on uh highly highly trained you know they were trained but they're not astronauts they're just uh normal folks yeah. that went through a series of training at you know at the carnival <laughs> yeah R- rode the ferris the wheel, tilt the wheel. Yeah, and then they're good Back in the day, I mean, those Apollo guys, and I mean, that, like, it was a huge deal to have a computer that could fit in one room. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the crazy thing to to think about. Yeah, now, it's it's wild. Now Schumann's got a car that just has a screen, just has a screen, and and you know, if you're in the Dragon, uh, when you like sit down, like this, the little like display, like probably comes up yeah. to you, just just the same, like like Nathan was saying, if the if the if the car is like that, what's the dragon capsule like well we know the toilet doesn't work that well that's true (laughs) but hey the old vacuum should have failed again (laughs) yep (laughs) gotta come up with a new system yeah 
<laughs> Got to re- rework that one, you know. That that that's a really unfortunate thing to break uh, f- for a four day flight. I tell you that much. But yeah, that would that would have been stanky. Because oh. <laughs> that is not. I mean, it's it's a it's a space that's enough to move around a bit, but it's not like you're talking. Well, everyone nah, has their own no, room. Not with raw. Fecal no, no, no. <laughs> well, I mean, my my thing is, it, it, just in general, like, there's no privacy. You're literally in, you know, I, I, it's not. We're not talking like the size of a phone booth, like the the Lem used to be, or something like that. But there's there's room in there, but not yeah. a ton of room for you four gotta, people. Like, clean yourself yeah. up or something. It's like, all right, I'm just gonna face the corner over just here. Get dude yeah. wipes. Just, you guys yeah. go. You guys go. Like, talk about something. Like, <laughs> like dude wipe myself. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's yeah. No, they don't have their own rooms or anything, and it's not like there's even multiple, like uh, modules. No, they can, it's not like in the Apollo missions where they had the the lem to go into. It yeah, it's tiny for sure in, in the grand scheme of things. So a toilet yeah. going wrong is uh, is an issue. Yeah, well, and I mean the the other thing, I just put myself in in their shoes going up there. I mean, trying to sleep in that small of a environment with you know, four people, I think might've been pretty hard. Just, just the fact that you're in that small of a, a space for four days, but also the fact that you're floating in space, I don't think I could sleep. Yeah. You know, it'd be hard it'd be to, tough. especially on the first I, night. Yeah. I mean, I would be so amped mm-hmm. about like where I was, what I was doing. I don't, I don't think I could sleep. If yeah. I, if I did, it'd be like for like 15 minutes at a time. Yeah. With little spurts of uh, yeah. little naps, power naps. Yeah. But uh, yeah, civilian flight is now here. I mean, it's that was the, the first time ever, It's and it, they went very successfully. So, and I mean, the exception of the toilets. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, think about that. Like, if you're going to go up, I don't know, for me, I'd rather go up for four days than go up and have like, what, 15 minutes of weightlessness and then back down. Yeah, or even it, like the, the Richard Branson one's like not even two minutes. Yeah. Well, we could we could be Inspiration 5, just the three of us. Yeah. We could pitch that and say, hey, look, let's do a podcast. We'll, we'll do all the first. We'll, we'll they, test might, it. they might rename it Desperation. <laughs> Desperation 5. And, uh, and, and we'll say, hey, you know, send us up a little bit higher than the last group because we want to be, you know, at we want to be really humanity. We want to be really high, yeah. and uh, and and have a good old time. We'll have uh, we'll we'll say, hey, Elon, just make sure the toilet works, and we'll be good to go. Yep, send us off. But the, correct me if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, they're not doing. They're not planning on that as like a regular thing. They're more fo- focused on like getting to the moon, getting to Mars. I think so. I I do. I think there is um, some talk that he, that he's had where he's presented an idea. Or once Starship is so routine to the point where, um, you know, they've, they've tested it many, many times. You're talking way down the road that there could be like essentially like a Starship like fuel tank up in just like orbiting. And then a, a normal Starship would, would launch off or maybe it's just the orbiter. I don't even know. Or not the orbiter, but the top part. But I think it's the full thing. The, the booster comes back down, refuels, is ready to go. And then um, the the actual uh, capsule the big uh, spaceship part of it would um could take people you could get from like the u.s to the other side of the world in like 10 minutes or something yeah so he's talked about doing that but and he has like the rendering has all these little 
<clears throat> almost these little mini like star bases that you know like the the pads off on the uh, the co- I, off the coast of just, LA or whatever. Oh, I, I'm thinking of more of that in a celestial sense. Like I wonder if he has any aspirations for his own type of yeah. ISS. I don't or, know. Like it could be. I think well they'll probably do that. I would think after they accomplish getting to Mars. I think maybe like after that's accomplished then they'll focus on, you know, more you know, maybe other things Definitely. or he, he or he could do all that at once. I don't know, but I, I would think they'd focus on getting the thing you know, on the Dear Moon mission, do mm-hmm. do a uh, lap of the moon, do you know, all the other stuff. I think they're even I think the plan is to land on the moon and all that kind of stuff too mm-hmm. to before they go to Mars, but I think build a moon base. I, I could see him doing like a space station of some kind, but you imagine what that would be like compared to the current ISS? Like, we, oh, yeah. again, going back to, like, the technology and the simplicity and the, you know, futuristic look of, like, a Tesla and the, the futuristic futuristic look of all of the SpaceX um, rockets and capsules and that kind of thing. Like, what, what their space station would look like versus the current space station. It, yeah, it'd look a lot different, for sure. Be very refined. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I bet he'd do something like a, a flying disc. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Make it look like a UFO. Yeah. <laughs> just out there orbiting. Mm-hmm. People yeah. see it. Oh, that's a... U- no, it's actually just the... That's just Elon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it would be a perfect platform to, to, you know, if they were going to do something where it was going to be... Um, they were, wanted to, to make something that, um, you know, created its own gravity. So when you... You know, you, you could go visit the the SpaceX space station and be able to walk around and not have zero gravity the whole time. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I think that would be a perfect platform to to test that and to create that technology too, because that might be something that you know, future, you know, after after Mars or even for the Mars missions, future Mars missions, you don't have to. I mean, you can pretty much walk around um, like you would be on Earth mm-hmm. because it's creating its own gravity. Have you they know, developed that technology yet? Or are they know. working on it? I think they're I trying know. to work on it, but I would just I was just saying like I think if, if Elon did that, I bet you that would be a good platform to test that or develop it in, in Earth or Bob know. Lazar. You'd have yeah, to de- like, element one fifteen. I'm sure that they've they either that or they've figured out um you know, if you get enough like centrifugal force around yeah. something, you can like alter right. like a bike wheel. You spin yeah. it and then it kind of well, like, like Ebers was talking about those boat um, the thing that you put in the hull that like completely stabilizes a boat in choppy waters. Oh, okay. Um, God, I forget what they're called, but it, it's basically like this massive weight that gets installed in the hull of your boat. So when you're in choppy waters and you're teetering back and forth, you turn this thing on and then all of a sudden your boat is completely stable. That's it cool. kind of works on the same property yeah, yeah. as like you're saying where you've got really some fast. type of counterweight mm-hmm. to draw you down. Yep. Yeah, it's cool that you can you can alter gravity that way. Um, it's kind of mind blowing when you think about the, the the physics of it all. So yeah, who knows? Maybe they they have that in the works. I'm sure if it's Elon, it's possible. You know, that's the thing with him. He is shown anything we can think of. He's thought of and he, probably like, yeah ten yeah. years ago. Yep. And it, at the, also at the same time, it's not. He could be doing, you know, working on that while he's doing Starship and all that other stuff because he's already got so many projects going on. I mean, he does. I bet you he's he's probably got that in the works as well mm-hmm. with the, you know, shit, the Boring Company and the Neuralink and all that other Tesla, stuff he's got yeah. going and and Tesla. So mm-hmm. I bet you and the tunneling. 
the yeah, that's the, the boring, boring is yeah. that boring company yeah. that's yeah. who will contract to tunnel out the underground for us yes yeah. and we have to well <clears throat> yeah we might like we said we might not want to do that boring <laughs> company i don't know if you've seen anything <laughs> like this well they i guess we're they're tunneling down like in la so you never know <laughs> that's true so, it's the underground yeah, yeah this is unprecedented uh charted uncharted territory for them but um yeah if, it, if it's elon it's it's something he's probably thought of um and spacex is a is a testament to that you know who would have ever thought the falcon heavy could launch the way it did on the first try ever and land two boosters at the same time that was that was the first time in my lifetime that i saw something that was like this is the future mm-hmm. yeah like for real i mean you've seen cars advance even when you drive the Tesla, you're like, this is cool. But when you see that two at the same time, not being piloted, you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. That was a legendary launch. The Falcon yeah. Heavy. Well, and I mean, even, um, you know, the Starship landing itself, like mm-hmm. that, that would, di- didn't even look real. I mean, when you're watching it on uh, the feed and all that, I mean, that looked, it looked like a, a simulation. It, it didn't did. even look real. I mean, that's how crazy, I mean, and that's a huge, that's like the shuttle landing itself upright. Only yeah. this thing's bigger, I think, than the, a little bit taller than the shuttle. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it, it is? Yeah. Yeah, it's big. Yeah. It's big. Holy shit. Um, I didn't realize it was that big. Oh, yeah. 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 This thing's big. It is. Uh, I'm going to pull up the size comparison. There's some cool graphics out there that people but do. It, it, it would be like, you know, the, the something, you know, decently, like substantially bigger than the shuttle landing itself upright just floating through the sky i mean it, it's crazy to think about i mean that's yeah it's almost as big as the fuselage yeah fuel holy tank. shit so it's much much bigger than the uh the actual orbiter wow yeah yep. massive i i honestly thought it was like half the height of a shuttle no, no massive absolutely massive yeah. steel all steel silo looking thing yeah that, and i mean it's crazy they they yeah. to just ha- a pro on a space podcast here wow i didn't know <laughs> i mean that's uh just think about that. Like, if you were actually there watching that thing land itself, that's insane. It is insane. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, where is it? Boca Chica, Texas, I think they're doing it now. That's like their new star base. So to go down there and see one of those would be, oh, my God, so surreal. Imagine when they blew it up. Like, okay. now that I'm thinking about the size of that thing. Yeah. They just, like, it's kind of teetering. Then it's like, nah, going to blow it up. Yeah. After a certain period, they don't want it to really fall down. They want it to be control. They want to be to it to be on their time that yeah. they that they uh, explode it and kind of be able to move on and it must have been massive. Oh my god! Like, the, the, yeah. Uh, you, you almost kind of wonder um, if you're the uh, first person to go up on the starship. Is that like a self destruct? Is that a feature on the ship that they could just say, "Well, yeah. we're just gonna blow this one yeah. up"? You know, they're not gonna. They might tip over. It's like so. Jeremiah's new Tesla. He was saying there's like dog mode, and it's like it, it'll flash on the big computer screen in the middle, like uh, not it like warns people don't break the windows. It's in dog mode. The dogs are fine type thing because the AC's on. Because the AC's on. Like if you go into a store, you can leave your dogs in a Tesla with the AC on without, you know, the, the obviously the no motor running or anything. Um, and like they, they actually have this dog mode where it tells, it just flashes in like red print on the screen, dog mode, don't break windows. Dogs are fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it shows the temperature. Oh. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> Yeah. Crazy. So anyway, self-destruct mode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or it could, yeah. I mean, 
But just think about that. Like they they probably have a self destruct button on this thing. Mm-hmm. It's somewhere. It's they're not going to hit it, but it's there. Mm-hmm. That that alone would be a little bit unnerving. Absolutely. You know, on a three month journey to Mars, and somebody starts losing their mind, and they hit the self destruct button. Ooh. Yeah, it's a long time to be to in be space. Continued, highly Nep trained. Forty nine has to be a highly trained individual or a crew. Um, yeah, and that's the other thing. I almost, I almost wonder if they're. Um, I mean, obviously, I would think they would have people training. You know, I, I know as far as astronauts go on the systems and all that. Right now, I mean, why would you wait until the ship's ready to go then start training people? Right. You know, to for the missions and to at least you know, be the first people on the starship to go up you know i would think right now they've definitely got either it's nasa astronauts or you know whoever it might be mm-hmm. training and testing on the machinery and, and on the panel the computers and, and all that kind of stuff because you're gonna have to have somebody you don't want to wait like i said you get the thing finally ready to go and then you you're like oh shoot now we gotta train people yeah you know yeah they i'm sure it's all kind of going in a con- uh, congruent pattern you know the panels and whatnot but Yep, it's crazy to think about, and um, it's closer than than it seems like it should be. You know, it's moving at a progressive pace, and um, sooner than later here we'll see the full thing go. I know they're fighting with the FAA right now to get the uh, the booster and the Starship tested together for the first time. There's some stuff they're dealing with, but um, you know, it's it's gonna be a wild time. That'll be like a Falcon Heavy style launch where it's. It, the biggest, uh, the first time where we've seen something in our lifetime launch like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. That I mean, it's it's literally like a Saturn V going mm-hmm. up. You know, it'll be pretty cool. Which is yeah, it's going to be wild to watch. I can't wait. Yeah, <sighs> we'll have to. We'll, we will have to make a pilgrimage for that. Mm-hmm. For one of them. I've never seen first, a launch at all. First mm-hmm. manned launch on the on the Starship, and that's the one you see. Cool. Yeah. Oh, it'd be cool, man. It'd be cool. Hopefully, it works when they're testing it. Yep. First manned one of that would be insane. It's like your dad says all the time. Gotta see. You got, we have to, and I agree with him. To see a, a manned launch in person would be that much more surreal. Because yeah. you're like, wow, there are human beings on this. Yeah. And uh, it just gives you that same sense of, wow, this is the future. Um, and it doesn't look like what they talk about exactly in you know sci-fi books in the 80s, but it gives you that vibe that. Um, and it, probably everyone experiences this in their lifetimes. It's just generational, yeah. but in our generation, it's like finally here almost. Yeah. I can't, no, I was, I, everything that I can remember is shuttle. And I don't even know if I was born when they were still doing Apollo. No, cause but shuttle like, started. I watched in, Challenger or shuttle started uh, in the seventies, late early seventies. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, Apollo 17 was, early 70s yeah there was like that transition period yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so to see something go up, go up in that fashion will be yeah 1972 for okay. apollo 17 yeah. yeah yeah so everything i've ever witnessed live has been shuttle shuttles yeah um that was definitely my childhood but yeah but just to see something go up in that fashion and then completely redefine returning to earth is gonna be like holy shit yeah yeah, it's interesting to kind of change the lens too and look at like you know our parents' generation. What what was the, what were some of the things that they witnessed that for them was like oh wow the future's here you know 
Yeah. Um, you kind of almost wonder, too, with this, like, it seems that Elon, I mean, obviously he thinks this is a superior way to go about space travel as like a, a you know, rocket style. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that NASA got away from it after Apollo and went to the shuttle program, mm-hmm. you almost wonder, like, we, we all watched that, uh, I forgot the name of the movie or documentary on, like, them coming up with the, the shuttle for you know continuous space flight and that oh kind that's of thing. at uh, Kennedy Space Center the movie you watched before you oh see. okay yeah, yeah yeah well I think we've all I think I showed it to you guys but yeah. anyhow like if they hadn't deviated from the rocket system would you know would SpaceX would every would it be another step beyond you know in terms of like advancement in that technology mm-hmm. or um, or was it good that they went to the the shuttle program and then came back to a rocket system? Yeah. I don't know. I don't Just kind of something to think about. Yeah. Piggy, we, I mean, Daisy we, chaining off. Oh, go ahead. Well, I mean, we got a, a photo, a, a Time magazine right behind us with a shuttle on it. I mean, it sure it's, a, it's a crazy, I mean, that, I mean, that compared to the Saturn V is like technology is like it's a total swing in it like as far as like re-entry and how much cargo you can bring up and all that kind of stuff in a reusable um that that's the biggest thing i think that why every why they you know went away from the rockets because they weren't reusable like the saturn 5 i mean you come back and you got a capsule left that's all you got whereas this was totally reusable you know year after year you know and, and they made how many how many shuttles mm-hmm. But I think that was the big thing. But now Elon's developed a reusable booster. A re- and, yeah, and, reusable and, everything. Yeah, and so now that the the game has kind of changed, I think it's probably. Uh, I don't think they they would have you know veered away from the rockets to you know go off of what you were saying. I don't think they would have, but they kind of were looking for something that was reusable, that was you know lower on the on the budget scale and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's why they came up with that because they could bring them back and repair them and send them back up again, you know, a couple of years later. But For now, sure. you know, it's a totally different story. You can reuse everything now. I mean, with what, with what they've done with SpaceX, but it's my, yeah, wild. My guess is that a lot of it has to do with like what I was talking about before with the technology of like an engineer basically programs these things to go up. Now we didn't have that technology 25 years ago or 45 years ago. Yeah, not to the same to, level. Yeah. yeah, to be able to control something from the ground to land back on Earth. I mean, again, you were relying completely on a pilot to do it. A shuttle did make more sense because essentially you're just flying a plane back into mm-hmm. the atmosphere. Yeah, you're landing it on a runway like a plane would. Right. Until that technology was developed that, oh, we can GPS guide this thing onto a ship in the middle of the Pacific Ocean if we want. Yep. Um that's probably why the shuttle again has come back to superiority. Yeah. Well, Cause of the yeah. infrastructure we had and the, and the knowledge we had at the time as yeah. far as telemetry. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and the crazy thing with the starship now is that you have something that can now launch off of a booster into space, but then also launch itself back off of whatever it's landed on, you mm-hmm. know, so with people in it, you know, and that's with up until now, anything on a rocket's been a capsule that, can't do that you know other than you know apollo figured it out with a with a lunar module yeah um, but yeah. it was a totally separate piece to the the spaceship that went up and they en- ended up ditching the lunar module on the way back and all that kind of stuff now they have something that can 
you know, the the main command module basically can launch itself, land itself, and launch it back. And fly back all the up. way back. Yeah, yeah. and that, that's yeah. like a what Starship is like. That's the the game changer, I think. Yeah, that's the crazy thing. You know, when when that Starship module ends up coming back um, to Earth, um, to to have something that has been to Mars fully come back is going to be wild. Just like you know, in our parents' generation, it's they got end to up witness in the Smithsonian. Oh yeah, and and it's going to be like, I just wonder if they'll even let you like touch it. Like, just think about being able to touch that. That went to a different planet. Yeah. Yeah, oh. it's it's going to be crazy. Like, yeah, the next generation will look back on that as as how we look at the command module and the lunar module. Yeah. Um. In our in our eyes through our lens. Yeah. But the one thing I was going to daisy chain off of you were talking about what if they decided to continue at the rocket idea and mm-hmm. you know it's always going to be this capsule or something launching off of a booster similar to this you know the space shuttle launches off to off of a booster technically but it, the way it lands we obviously covered that there is a game on the switch i've talked to david about it it's called mars horizon it's boring once you it's like eight hours worth of investment but it's this game where you start out um you pick a country you want to play as and it's all of the, you know, it's the ESA or NASA or the Russian Space Federation, whoever you want to pick, your agency. And um, you start from the very beginning, like the, the, the initial, you know, rockets that were, and it's all real life, you know, these ideas. But you get to play how you want to play. So if you did want to invest more time and more money and more research into just the rocket idea, you can get ahead of other agencies that decided to go for a shuttle. So, for instance, when I played it, I just kept the rocket. So you're I, you're basically like a designer. Yeah, yeah. So you're like con- in control of the agency. Right. So, and yeah. you have to. There's like all these nuances. Um, it's kind of like a board game style game, but on the Switch. So you're you're like rolling a dice to, okay. to help your probability to get whatever you know, virtual dice. Um, but then you get to the point where you are picking out pieces of the space, you know, or of the the craft that you want to build. You know, you get to put it all together, the booster, whatever it is. And then, um, and then you pass it on. I'm sorry. Oh, dry. Are we dry? Grab, <sighs> yeah, grab another uh, couple of Miller Steinies. Yeah, we got, we got these little, like, Davo, I got to compliment you on this because it's, it's a, uh, it's, a party pack. it's like a, it, he calls it a party pack, he said. Um, I don't even know how many ounces this is. I think it's eight. Eight? It's like a juice box. Yeah, it is. It's like a juice box with Miller High Life in it. But so in this game, you um, you ultimately get to choose your path for your agency. So when I played it, um, like I said, after eight hours or so, you know, uh, like a week or two of playing it, um, I lost interest because it got boring. But uh, my agency was like out to like distant planets mm-hmm. and the Russian Space Federation decided to go for the shuttle and they, you know, they were kind of stuck like yeah. on the moon and Mars and stuff. It's really a pretty fun game. So you kick their ass. I did. Basically. Yeah, there's a way to win the game, and that's to accomplish certain goals to further humanity. And the main goal is to get to Mars. Whoever can get to Mars first wins. Um, and I, I got to Mars first. Hell yeah, you did. Because yeah, I decided to go for the rocket, which is what Elon's doing. And he yep. will get to Mars first. Calling it. Yep. It's. I mean, it's not... Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's just a matter of time. Not even a question, I think. But just you know the biggest thing is when when will that happen and i mean it'll, it'll definitely be i think delays along the way i mean we're already kind of seeing that a little bit you know there's there's definitely some 
hurdles in the early stages definitely of um you know they mastered the dragon they mastered everything else and now i think they're this is this is a totally different game like with the this is literally like you're developing like like we've said a, a saturn 5 type size vehicle i mean it's yeah. it's this thing's huge and uh you know i think it's probably in the long run better to take your time with it and What's cool, sure. too, is if you're looking at somebody like Elon, a once-in-a-generation genius, you know, somebody like we look at back, we look in the history books, you talk about Thomas Edison or, you know, these guys that revolutionize things. Um, he is that for, and there's many others, but he's one of them for our generation, no doubt. And he is at kind of the precipice of his career. So this is his biggest thing he'll do. Oh, yeah. On, like, yep. during this lifetime. So he, you know, it, that's what's really cool. We get to see the that. We get to see the start all yeah, the way I through mean, the finish. Really, when you think about, like, you could have lived at any time, at any history point, you know, of humanity. And the fact that we live at this time where we're going to f- have the first, well, I mean, for, like, our parents, they witnessed the first humans going into outer space and going to the moon. And we could be the first to be fortunate enough, fortunate enough to live in the time where humans visit another planet Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah, it's cool to see this is this project this starship project and this idea of this booster and stuff obviously they'll still evolve he'll be in well and he'll be involved in that company for a long time still and he it's not like he's like super old but this is like the the ultimate project for him yeah at this point in time i I would imagine at least yeah getting getting to mars is his swan song (laughs) swan song Swanton. Um let the other boys have the commercial flights. It's really cute and all, but we're going to Mars. Yeah. See mm-hmm. you guys later. Yep. There's nothing that would ever top that. No. I mean, it would be the greatest achievement th- uh, that humankind has ever seen. And uh the other thing that we've already talked about in in previous episodes is the fact that we'll be able to basically I would think watch it live streamed. Oh yeah, in, in high def, in 4K like, or something. We, we've 8K. talked about that a number of times. Like, mm-hmm. think about how grainy and crummy the the footage was from the moon, and given today's technology, imagine what I mean. Hell, you can probably watch it in 3D if you really like had the technology. Yeah, the amount of cameras or something. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just look at the um, Ingenuity copter on Mars. Still not crazy oh, good video, you, but can, really can you good. Imagine yeah. if if they do film it in like th- uh, 3D. And then you have one of these like 3D goggle sets, and you can download that mm-hmm. and watch them coming onto the surface of Mars in 3D. Oh, yeah, and and that would be it would be, oh. it would be insane. It would yeah. be so immersive. And they actually, you know, at least on Earth, they have that. Like you can buy. My good friend Eric um, has the VR headset, and so you can subscribe. There's like an NBA package where they just have like a a courtside seat with like a 360 camera on it. You just look around, and you and just put your in, and and you you subscribe to it. It's yeah. I don't know how many dollars per month, but then you just put that on, and you're like sitting courtside at a Pistons game. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm all for technology going that direction, like because I, I I guess in in one sense, there's no value to really going to a game anymore mm-hmm. because if you can have a front row seat to every game, why would you go? Yeah, that's but, true. I mean, if I'm sure they'll get the right premium for it. It would be something worth investing in, like, you know, oh, all right, you can watch the Super Bowl from, you know, or you can watch the Tour de France from, you know, the Champs-Élysées or yeah, whatever. So, yeah. Like, 
you can watch the Olympics front row. I mm-hmm. mean, that that is some serious cool technology. Yeah, it is. And that is definitely, I feel like there's probably, I'm sure the ship has sailed that people have invested hard into it already. But that's what I see becoming more, you know, obviously taking over the entertainment world. But, you know, you, you hear things uh, with like these NFTs and all this stuff. I don't know if I buy that. I buy it, but I would, if I had the money, I would totally invest oh, in the, in the yeah. VR stuff because yeah. there's really no getting around that that will um, continue to evolve. Um, which it's like anything. There's a there's like a a point. Is there a point where it becomes indistinguishable from reality? Reality, yeah. yeah. And it, it, even like if you look at some of the new like AAA video game titles that are coming out for PS5, you see some of it. You're like, wait, that's not a video of yeah. someone walking through a house. Like that's the right. game. Yeah. The yeah. rendering is so insane. Yeah. Well, the processing power. It's scary. Yeah. yeah. I, I was even gonna say um, that Apollo. Apollo 11 game on PlayStation 4 is even pretty cool if you have a VR headset and I've uh, you know you, you go on YouTube you can watch people who have done it and it, it actually looks pretty cool even for a PS4 type deal um, and we but, played it without the VR and it was cool right no and, no or, you can't oh, you, you have can't. to have the VR headset oh, we, we, we watched the videos yeah, of we someone watched, playing yeah, it, yeah we watched the video of it so that would be kind of cool I, I don't really know if I could get myself to Sit in my house with a VR headset. <laughs> That's I'm the side by of myself. It, yeah. You gotta get blackout shades so your, yeah. your neighbors don't watch you just like wandering around playing yeah. VR, bumping into everything. Definitely, and that's that's obvious. The obvious counter argument to anything VR related is, will it? Yeah, will it become so good that like people just like sit in a? They it's prefer like the that Matrix. To reality. It's like the Matrix. Yeah. You know, they're just like in this thing and like connected to it, and that's that's their real life. You know. Yeah. Um, but. You could say that about people that become addicted to like World of Warcraft, which is a thing. You know, people yeah. get actually addicted to it, where it's oh, a yeah. problem. Yeah, and um, that's the non-VR version of that. It's right. like any anything you do, somebody's going to get addicted to it. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. But that is like it, it, that's wild. People there they have like rehab centers and stuff for people that are addicted to these Rogan mul- massive multiplayer games. With this like psychiatrist that was like that treated people with addiction and he talked about how he he got addicted to some video game mm-hmm. where it was like he'd get get done with the comedy show get home and that's all he wanted to do is like turn on the video game and like it'd be eight o'clock in the morning all of a sudden you know sun's up and everything he's like holy shit i just played this video game for eight hours yeah it, it's crazy i i've ha- i had an experience that and i have no shame in saying it i wasn't addicted addicted like where it was actually compromising my daily life but where you get into a game like that, in high school we played a game, again, no shame, I don't have any problem saying it. It's called Guild Wars. It's like World of Warcraft, kind of. And uh, we were really into it in high school, but then the sequel came out. Everyone, I was in college, or I had just finished undergrad. Everyone was kind of out of that gaming. You know, no one played that stuff anymore. It's like nowadays, you know, I play a game for like a half an hour and then I'm like, yeah. oh, I got to move on. Yeah. When I had first, I, I, there was a period of time between my, uh, when I finished college and i started my new job they're like it was december and they said well we're gonna start you in april because it was like a contract job oh well shit what do i do so i just worked at a target and um it was like the late shit it was like 3 p.m to 11 p.m and then i'd get home and i would just play guild wars 2 till like four or five or what it didn't matter and i would just sleep in and and at the time like i said my the my buddies in high school that used to play the original with us you know chandler and andy all these guys um they weren't playing it 
like like I was <laughs> like this new sequel. So I was like I had this. The, there was a guy in Florida. You know, people that you just meet online. It's it's a real thing. Like you, oh, yeah. you could get really really invested it's in my it. gaming buddy. Yeah, and um, and so you you know they happen to have the same schedule as you. So you hop on at like eleven thirty, and then you just yeah. Anytime play. I, I'm not usually uh, with those t- kinds of games. I'm not very good. So. Anytime I've hopped on, because I have PlayStation Plus, so I can hop mm-hmm. on if I'm playing, you know, Call of Duty. And I did one time, I did the one, like, the Call of Duty Zombies. Mm-hmm. And I went on an online game with, like, five other people. They were, I didn't have a name on there. They were just, like, you know, I was number or whatever. User one, two, user, three. User yeah. one, two, three. And uh, I could hear people talking about it, because I didn't have a microphone or anything. They were talking about how shitty I was playing <laughs> they actually asked me to leave after we uh we failed the mission like four times in a row i was asked to leave <laughs> it, yeah, people are people get intense with it and i could see that happening with the vr um or with you know that's any technology there's a side to it where you're like that's crazy you know yeah there's a side to it like i, I guess i'm just thinking about like general entertainment too of like you know, you get home from a long weeks with work and you're sitting there with your buddy or with your spouse or whoever. And you're just like, all right, let's put on the VRs and hell, you can go see what's going on in the Middle East or you can go like to a sandy beach somewhere or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just go like see what's going on around the world. Yeah. Or you could be on the ISS and, and like there's a camera there. Yeah, and just see what's going on on you the ISS. You can flip through, flip like, through. Yeah, that that would be really, really entertaining. I mean, you think about like kind of the junk we watch in terms of like sitcoms or mm-hmm. you know reality shows or whatever. If you could just tune into something like that, where you could engage yourself anywhere on the world or elsewhere. Yeah, you know that would be that would be worth the price of admission yeah even if it's a static you know a static camera there's like maybe a 360 camera on top of mount everest or something you're yeah like, i'm just gonna go yeah. sit up here and look around for 25 minutes and then i'll flip over to mars and then i'll flip over to the you know the lakers game right <laughs> or or so and so so and so just won you know the world series or whatever and i'm gonna go to the the town that of the winning team or whatever and just mm-hmm. look at like the party that's going on in the streets. I yeah. don't know, like just or, or for like whatever's happening. Yeah. yeah, whatever's happening in a current event, you can just like flip over and be there. Yeah, especially with sports, it's gonna be it's gonna be a big thing in sports for sure. Because think about it, in, like in golf, you have a three sixty camera, um, and you could the broadcast would still be there if you want to see that style. You could flip over to that channel, but you could flip over to like a little three sixty camera that's at the actual stands for every hole or something yeah and be there you know um that's the future i can still i can still see for sure i can see people complaining about it at some point oh i have to wait like three seconds for it to download yeah and dude you're sitting in your living room with no pants on and you're you're in (laughs) a front row seat wherever you want to be you're at the rider cup or wherever you want to be like that's gonna happen somebody's gonna complain oh for sure yeah, it's uh, yeah, I could see it becoming a big thing in sports and and gen- like as you ser- you were saying, Nathan, like think about even just the launch. If they had a 360 camera in the Inspiration Four, yeah, and you could just like be like, I'm gonna tune in, I'm gonna watch the live stream that way, yeah, um, and see this launch from that perspective as they are uh, would be. You can be on so the cool. ship, yeah, while it goes up, yeah. I would that that prob. I mean, like I said, they already have the courtside seats at the Pistons game. You know, the NBA has that. 
they're spacex will do that soon i'm sure right. they, like maybe they already do i don't even know um but it's yeah it's cool hopefully in our lifetime underground man put a little you can tune <laughs> into that yeah. yeah you can you too can ride along with us as we suffer through 30 miles of single track yeah i'll, I'll put a uh, i mean everybody would puke if my the camera was on me and is on my helmet or something like that everybody would go oh my god this guy's terrible but yeah that'd be kind of cool too it would be yeah, yeah. It, 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 it would get to the point where it would be so accessible where even somebody as long as you had a 360 camera you could you could make something like that i mean yeah. you can now i yeah. mean so you could just it'd be like buying a gopro but well gopro makes one you'd like have GoPro to have a platform uh, i think this might be our billion dollar idea you'd have to have a platform to tune into all of it yeah like, like you'd hulu. have to have yeah you'd have to have like a yeah a hulu or like a youtube tv or something where you know you you register for it and eclipse on tap tv yeah eot.tv i was going to look right. up because uh, we were talking about underground buy that man. domain right now yes buy it I heard recently, actually, that's an interesting, I would, it's, it's one of those kind of hokey things because you see it on social media. So obviously it's probably not as easy as they make it sound, but there are a lot of domains that expire that are like, you know, domains that maybe people want. Mm-hmm. And, um, when they expire, they go on sale at like super cut, cutthroat prices, really low. It's like 15 bucks and you own it for like the next 10 years it's yeah. stupid yeah cheap. and some of them are more expensive based like if it's a name that would like someone very would be very desirable yeah but that's like people do this they go buy these old domains that have expired and then they're in the kind of their portfolio and then they sell them like yeah. if you bought i don't know Co- any yeah coca-cola.com something it expired and coca-cola corporation needs it back all right that'll be a million yeah so let's see how many responses we we have received it's probably still seven Four. Four Un- underground. Underground. Yeah, oh. yeah, I'm curious. Back to it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's still seven, yeah, and that's just fine. It'll be fun. I'm sure yeah. a few, few more may roll in, and, uh, and that's okay. You register either. Yeah. I mean, hell. Yeah, show up. Yeah, show up, ride your bike. Like I said, you I think do the whole thing. Yeah. We don't care. A lot of people probably don't even we'll know. We'll shame you afterwards, up. but we don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think the, re- the, one, the, the form is nice because it was the second year, and, you know, Brian, you know, shared it to the Grattan page and we posted it to Instagram this year. We were a little more social about it. Rob, uh, Rob shared it to his story. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he, he had he's, people asking. Yeah. He had a bunch of people asking. He's like, uh, should I tell them about it or are you keeping this on the down low? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so we shared it a lot more than we did last year. So I was, it was, it was good regardless of how many people show up to have the form. Cause you, if, if suddenly there was like more people than we expected, then it's like, oh, well, yeah. I don't know if we're if we are equipped to handle this. I mean, it would still be fun, but, um, but yeah, it'll be cool. We have twenty. The I guess the the first twenty that arrive, which will probably be just everybody, will get the plate for their for their bike, the number plate. Yep. Uh, we're we're up in our game this year. First first twenty uh, through the entrance of the underground get a. Uh, Number plate, commemorative number plate. Save yeah. it, frame it for That's later. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna frame. Leave mine. the dirt oh, yeah. on too. I mean, that might be worth some money. Yeah, it may be. Or there could be drugs in it, or sand, or DNA. It'll just, it'll just be sand. <laughs> it should just sand. Yeah, yeah. just a sandy uh, mountain bike plate. But no, I'm gonna keep mine for sure. They're oh, cool. Uh, yeah, they're cool. Yeah. It's gonna be a good commemorative piece. So yeah, underground man, ten two coming up. 
I'm going to edit this podcast so that it can be out soon in advance of the event. So if we do have a listener that maybe, you know, doesn't have Instagram or Facebook, they wouldn't, like you said, you, they wouldn't have known about the forum. I and, mean, Ann Williams wouldn't have known. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Somebody that doesn't have any social media, um, but maybe they listen. Or even a cell phone. Or a cell phone. Or email. Or email. Well, well, she's got the frame, the photo frame. We could send yeah, her a photo yeah. through yes, there. Yes. Yeah. yeah we'll the skylight. Yeah. That's how we'll, we'll communicate the underground man details. Um, but yeah, maybe they're hopefully I'll do it right now. Yeah. Hopefully they're tuning in and, uh, we'll get, we'll get a good turnout and, and that's not, it's the goal is to have fun. We're looking forward to it. It's, uh, I think going to become hopefully a new highlight of our fall. Um, yeah. To host. If you show up, don't expect this to be a race. This is just, Come hang out with Eclipse on Tap, ride your bike, drink some beers. Yeah. If you win, you might get heckled more than if you, well, no, you, you'd get heckled more if you don't finish, but you might get heckled just for winning more heavily because you're the guy that crossed the line first. Yeah. It may be the case. So hopefully we'll see you there. And I think that's a good place to end episode 48 coming up on 50. We'll have to do something special for 50. That'll be. Yeah. Yeah, well, December might, might be a recording from a new venue. We we could Maybe. be. We Maybe. could be. I was gonna say that might be the, the perfect venue for it for episode fifty. I believe pub, so. Pub thirty nine with a crackling fire North. in the background. And oh yeah, because it'll be cold, no doubt. Yeah. Um. So that'll be great. So um. Thanks for tuning in to episode forty eight. If you uh, like their podcasts and uh, want to give us a review, Apple Podcasts is the place to do that, or Spotify. Uh. But we are available on all podcasting platforms as well. And then you can follow us on social media at Eclipse on Tap on Instagram and Twitter or our website, eclipseontap.space, where all the episodes are posted there too if you're old school want to go to the site. Additionally, if you have an idea for the name of the Pub 39A North mm-hmm. studio, yep, send it to us. Definitely send it to us. If you, yeah. if you, really, if you want to just go straight email, you can email it to us, eclipseontap at gmail.com. So we'll be looking forward yeah. to the ideas. We need a name for that pad. We do. We do. Yeah. Yeah. You guys got to get like a good name. Like you said, get a sign made, make it yeah. official. Yeah. Make it official. Just like you did with Pub 39A, with the yeah. mirror. Yeah. So get a neon sign made. There you go. There we go. Open for business. There we go. Open for business. North Star. Oh, that's good. That's, that's actually, that, that might be, all right. That's beat that people. That's, that's the bar. The bar has been set. So beat the, beat that, uh, the precedent that's been set. And um, with that, we'll leave you till episode 49. Cheers. Till 49, folks. Cheers, folks. Cheers.